I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Second Chance Podcast. I'm Raphael Rowe, your host. This podcast series explores the theme of second chance. We raise questions about who deserves a second chance, who decides who gets a second chance, and what a second chance actually means. We speak to people from all walks of life about their experiences, including those who have been given a second chance, and some who you might believe are beyond deserving a second chance. Before I introduce today's episode, I wanted to ask you to support the Raphael Rowe Foundation. The mission of the foundation is to end dehumanisation of people in prison and build safer societies. We work with those who administer prison systems throughout the world and inspire them to abolish dehumanising, degrading and dangerous practices, putting more emphasis on the health, education and rehabilitation of those in their care. So in many prisons across the globe, basic human rights are not being met and systems are collapsing, causing overcrowding, rising violence, suicides and drug issues, making it difficult to rehabilitate inmates and reintegration back into society. I know this because if any of you have watched my Netflix series, Inside the World's Toughest Prisons, you would have seen what I'm talking about. So if you want to help, please visit the website at www.raphaelrowfoundation.org and register your support for the work we're doing. And if you can afford to make a donation to help our mission, please click on the donate link on the website, which will take you to our GoFundMe campaign. Thank you. Cookie, not her real name, as she wants to protect her identity, was one of the podcast's first guests. She served 13 years in prison for the murder of her 12-weeks-old baby boy. During her time inside, she maintained she was innocent. She's been released and continues to protest that she is a victim of a gross miscarriage of justice. She appeared in episode 3. 
day my son died, I was taken from the hospital to a police station and interviewed there. Um, and then I was allowed to leave there with my aunt and go and stop at my cousin's. I wasn't allowed to return to my house. My other two children were taken to a police station and from there they were put into temporary foster care. How old were your other two children at the time? They would have been two and four. So you had a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a 12-week-old baby who had just died? Yeah. What do you say happened? I believe that my son was unwell. Um, The pathologist found that my son, in his opinion, had old blood in his lungs. And that pathologist said that I had previously attempted to harm my son through smothering. And that two days later, I killed him through smothering. I know that that's not true. I know that two days before my son died, I phoned NHS Direct and told them he was unwell. They felt he wasn't. Did did they examine him? Did you take him in for examination? Was that necessary? No, it wasn't needed. He had... I've got other children. I know all the routine tests you do with an unwell child. I checked nappies. I checked temperature. I checked his body for rashes and any sign of injury. Um... I checked whether he was responding to my voice, um, whether he had sensation in his hands and feet by tickling. I monitored his feeding. Um, I even checked his soft spot on his skull because he's a baby. So I I was checking everything. And um, he was bringing up a green mucus um, that filled my hand like overboiled cabbage. And he was bringing up what to this day I maintain was a transparent brown fluid. Um, Because he had no other symptoms, NHS Direct felt he just had a cold. And I trusted them because I was an idiot. You probably do what any other parent did, um, or you did what any other parent would have done, which is take the advice from the professionals at the other end of the phone. We do it in our daily lives all the time if they say okay monitor the symptoms see what happens in a few days if it's not improved give us a call back take a couple of paracetamol or whatever but that didn't happen in this case two days later your son was dead the next day he was at at my sister's and they say he was okay the following day he was a bit tired but I assumed that was because he'd had a busy day the day before um that afternoon I fed him on my lap, he went to sleep and I put him in his pushchair, got the other two ready and we went out to the shop, um, came back and it was a short while later, I left my son in his pushchair in the back garden because it was sunny and he was asleep, my back garden's secure, so I took the other two in to get them settled. Then I went to get my baby and um, he'd had a nosebleed and That's, you try to explain it to yourself that maybe it's because he's in in the sun, maybe it's because he's got the condition you had as a child where you were prone to nosebleeds, you know. But you get straight on the phone, asking for help. 
And at the same time as you're doing that, you're trying to make sure the other two aren't panicking and getting hysterical because it's a whole new situation to them as well. My two-year-old at that age was very much a mummy's boy. So in the house, he was constantly with me. So I've got him right next to me while I'm trying to deal with my baby without scaring the two-year-old. It's, but you're so frantic to find out what is wrong and how you can put it right and what your child needs. And the police paramedics came. Um, they tried recess, put my son into an ambulance and took him to the hospital. Because I was trying to calm the other two, I went to the ambulance in a police car behind the ambulance. That's how I got to the hospital. And was your son still alive when he arrived at the hospital or had he already passed? They say that he'd already died. I'm convinced to this day that when I got him out of his pushchair, when I first saw the nosebleed, I was too scared to get him out of the pushchair in case I made it worse. So I phoned NHS Direct. They've asked me if I can wake him. So I've tried that. No response. They've asked me if I can feel a pulse. And at first I couldn't. But to this day, I am convinced I found a weak pulse. To listen to the whole of this episode, please go to episode three. It doesn't make for easy listening, but it is the stories we don't hear very often that we can learn from both the good and the bad. Please share this podcast with your friends, family and colleagues and follow the show for updates about new episodes by just clicking on subscribe. Your support really matters. You can also be a part of this podcast by rating and reviewing what you've heard and tell us what you think. More importantly, tell others what you think by leaving some comments and feedback. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy Second Chance Podcast. Audio editing is by Audio Avalanche. The original music is by J-Row Productions. The cover design work is by Studio Minerva. Our social media creator is Sophie Warner. This episode was produced by Second Chance Podcast and me, your host, Raphael Rowe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.